0: Welcome guys to the trying podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast, I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. So something has come to mind. So it's like God has been speaking to me through other people. That the fruit, the harvest that I've been waiting for—it's like here, you know, like it's time for that harvest. It's time for me to harvest. It's time for me to possess the land. Like it's the time is now. And so right now, what has come to mind? Right now, I'm listening to something actually completely different. But then I've thought about wait. My dream about giving birth to my child, and my child looks like he's a stillborn baby. Like he's not alive, he's not crying, and he's not breathing, he's not alive. And then in that dream, I start praying, I start praying over my child, and and speaking life over my child. And then that in that same dream, there are demons trying to take my child. But then the more I pray, there are also angels fighting these demons. And eventually my child cries. You know? Meaning my child wakes up, becomes alive. Right? And I now have my child. And that dream has come to mind right now. Which has got me thinking okay God you have now been speaking to me through other people That it's time for me now to possess the land it's time for the harvest right now the fruitful harvest it's now so then I asked myself wait does that mean I've already given birth to my child because it doesn't look like it like right now I'm still in the same position meaning i'm not seeing physically naturally any changes that seem fruitful there's no life if i can say that and then i asked myself no i did ask myself and then i thought like you know what the things that i have been doing like the actual day-to-day things that i have been doing are pointing to me having given birth not physically, like my stomach, like uh, an actual birth, but like the actual goals that I have been working on are pointing to me actually having given birth. I have given birth to an idea that I have had and now it's structured. It's getting there, but I've given birth. It's like it's a baby right you see when you give birth to a baby he's not yet an adult so he's not fully mature so I've given birth right now to my idea and I'm working on it day and day but it seems dead like it it seems dead and it's not just one like the things I'm working on it's I'm in the beginning I'm in the beginning stage I'm in the newborn stage, infant stage, but it seems dead. So, so then I thought like, you know what? I think so. I think I have given birth. And this is what God was telling me. When you give birth, and that moment comes, you, I'm speaking to you, Nanini, you will give birth and it will look like it's dead. So God had spoken to me about this earlier, like uh, some months ago your baby your newborn will look like he's not alive but you need to pray over your newborn you need to fight it's a battle you need to fight in prayer and speak life you need to speak life over your newborn right And in the dream, I called my child Jeremiah and the name Praise also was, it's like, it was Jeremiah and Praise, like P-R-A-I-S-E and Jeremiah. And so when I looked up Jeremiah, way after, after, after I wrote down that dream, that same early, early morning, I think it was either around one or three in the morning, I don't know, (laughs) but it's those hours or six I don't know I don't remember exactly but I have it written down so after writing down that dream I started studying like okay what does Jeremiah mean biblically and it means like the Lord will raise let me actually confirm if from let me search um Jeremiah Jeremiah I want to see if it will bring my dream. It's just bringing passes. Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Um, Is this, is this it? Okay, no, it's not this one. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's this one. March 25th, 2023. When did I write this down? 6. It's at 6, 6, 29 a.m. So let me read the stream. Um, March 25th, 2023. I've woken up and started praying continuously for a newborn baby. Oh, this is my awake dream, right? I've woken up and started praying continuously for a newborn baby. Praise Jeremiah. I've written dash praise dash jeremiah born as a still baby or born and hasn't breathed yet that's what i've written (laughs) hasn't breathed yet okay and me as the mother in quotes i've started praying and speaking life over my son the devil has a grip on him but i've prayed for the chain the stronghold to be broken in jesus name and then i started proclaiming life over my child i started writing he is the head and not the tail his entire body will function properly his brain and all the components and brain cells will work normally in jesus name his nerve system will work properly in jesus name his muscles all over his body will work perfectly in jesus name his vocal cords and systems will work perfectly in jesus name his blood cells and blood vessels and blood systems will work properly in jesus name his body organs all of them will work properly in jesus name god has called him to live and not die and then i wrote in quotes before i formed you in your mother's womb i knew you i set you apart a prophet to the nations wake and then i wrote wake up jeremiah live then i continue writing legions of angels have been sent just for you to protect you and fight for you your purpose is great you will achieve what has been set in front of you to achieve whichever profession God calls you to your purpose will be completed Um, God has anointed you with oil ever-flowing oil everlasting oil be strong in the Lord covered by the shadow of his wings you will live and not die every instance the devil will try to take you out discourage you separate you from the Lord confuse you with lies the Lord will advance to you strike the devil his rage will fall on your enemies so the Lord will advance to you and strike the devil God's rage will fall on your enemies crushing them in all their ways. Be still and know that he, the Lord, is God. You will live and not die in Jesus' name. Amen. So this day on May, March, March 25th, to be honest, when I had the dream, I thought it was an actual baby I'm going to give birth to in future. (laughs) Like, I I was literally, because I saw, it was a vision, it's a dream because I usually remember my dreams, meaning I remember visually what I was dreaming about, right? Um, I don't just remember like sentences. Okay, this is what I did. No, I actually remember what happened. But in this dream, I call it my awake dream. I was not asleep, but I remember so vividly, and I had the urge. I felt the urge like this is something that God is revealing to me. So, my point is, when I wrote this dream down, I was actually thinking, like, oh, what? Is this an experience I'm going to have? Oh, yeah. And I also thought, maybe, maybe this is not me, but maybe this is happening to actually somebody right now who has given birth, like at that moment. I thought maybe God is asking me to pray for a woman who has given birth at this moment for a still baby, and I'm joining in prayer spiritually. Like, these are all the things that, I, that came to mind, right? I'm like okay cuz I'm not pregnant I'm not close to being pregnant Um, maybe this is my future my first child my second or third or fourth I don't know like maybe this will be an experience that I'll have and God is telling me now to start praying for my child or maybe this is something that's happening to an actual lady right now giving birth to a child and it looks um, bleak and God is asking Uh, members of his body to join in prayer for the child of this woman so all these things were in my head and so I was like okay so I started got studying right and so I looked up um, what is it that I wrote down oh okay in part of while, while I was studying this I remembered the the women who were giving birth in Egypt and Pharaoh was telling the the midwives to kill the child so this is what I wrote down this is literally after that message I sent myself at 6 36 a.m. I wrote this in Egypt when the Israelites were enslaved the Pharaoh was jealous of how numerous and successful the Israelites were becoming even under pressure in a foreign land and he chose to kill them attack their growth by killing off the babies the male babies after they were born he told the midwives to kill every boy born by the israelite woman but because the midwives feared the lord they disobeyed even the pharaoh's orders and let the boys live the pharaoh continued his evil plans of killing the boys by ordering the israelite sons to be taken and drowned in the river many were killed But God through the mother protected one so many were killed but God the action that God took is by using Moses's mother to protect the one child Moses right so I wrote many were killed but God through the mother protected one Moses He set him apart to be the deliverer of his people. Through Moses, God would deliver Israel from the tight grip of Egypt. And hallelujah, he did. And praise the Lord. This is something else. I want to study this word, hallelujah. This term, this phrase, because it's a phrase. Hallelujah. I think it's um, it's just this, during my studies... Uh, the past 2020, 2021 20, 20, 2022 20, 20, 20, 20. has it been four years 2020 2021 20, 2022 20, 2023 20, oh my goodness yeah it' been so these four years of miss intentionally studying the Bible gosh 2020 is juicy too okay wow so this is when I, I realize I I I don't know if I had heard before I don't want to lie but I think it's these four years that in among these four years that I came across like the word hallelujah means praise be to Yah praise be Yah, praise be to Yah and Yah is short from the first phrase for Yahweh, the Lord's name right? Yahweh praise be to Yah hallelujah right? so I was like interesting God has been talking to me about praise and this phrase hallelujah has been also coming to mind meaning like not at the out of nowhere I think it was me telling myself remember you 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 learned that hallelujah means praise be to you do you even know what that means like what does praise mean is praise the same as worship anyway my point is this is something that I've been wanting to study so uh, I haven't started honestly that's on me. I haven't started, but it's in my mind. Like, Like this is something I want to do. So even when I wrote this down, like, a many were killed, but God, through the, the mother-protected one, Moses, he set him apart to be the deliverer of his people. Through Moses, God would deliver Israel from the tight grip of Egypt, and hallelujah, he did. When I wrote that down, I wrote it knowing for a fact I'm saying, praise be to God. He did praise be to Yahweh. He did like praise was intentional because even in my dream, my child, this child that I gave birth, I named him or he's named praise and Jeremiah, but praise. So that's interesting. So I was like, okay, immediately after that, I wrote this down at 7.20 a.m. I had been studying. So I was like, okay, so what does Yahweh, no, not Yahweh. What does Jeremiah mean? Right? Because I'm naming this child is named Jeremiah. So I Googled, and it means Yahweh will raise. Jeremiah is a male-given name, meaning Yahweh will raise, or God is high. Um, so I wrote down, I believe God is about to bring into life. I wrote live, bring into live, L-I-V-E. <laughs> I believe God is about to bring into life something that seems dead. The name Jeremiah that in my quote-unquote awake dream I have to quote-unquote my son means Yahweh will raise. That's what I've written down. I believe God is about to bring into life something that seems dead. The name Jeremiah that in my awake dream I have given to my son means Yahweh will raise, and it's like my son seemed dead, and so so the name Jeremiah means meaning Yahweh will raise. It's like raise from the dead, you know. So this is what I'm saying. It's not a coincidence. One, I stopped believing in coincidences because if I believe in God, then mean God is caught off guard by these things that are happening as well so that doesn't make sense and God himself saying he's he's in he's in control of everything nothing like he sees everything he knows everything it's all coincidences don't just happen it's something at work it's something and might be a good thing or a bad thing because some coincidences are not positive not all coincidences are positive so something something is at work and i don't want to say someone because when i say someone we intentionally we like i i immediately think of a human being like a man like a human like mankind but something includes both the physical and the spiritual right so me having this dream and these things um like the name jeremiah which i didn't know means yahweh will raise to be honest honest honestly i didn't know that what i had to study it and it's connected to this stillborn child that i i gave birth to in my awake dream that connection is not a coincidence so i was like okay okay so okay so then i continued in the study i wrote this down i asked myself so what does raise mean (laughs) like r-a-i-s-e because if jeremiah means yahweh will raise so what does raise mean And this is literally google um i googled raise and it means to lift or move to a higher position or level to lift or move to a higher position or level to increase the amount level or strength of something right so a raise means the simple that i wrote down the simple meaning of the word raise is this to lift or move to a higher level or to increase the amount or level of something so i was like okay <sighs> this is um i shared this with somebody and because um, I thought this was a message yes to me but also to a friend and so this is let me read through it I don't to name the names okay so this is the message I wrote I believe this is a message from God to us as a woman about to give birth or and again let me pause for a minute I have been studying about the the, the woman narrative in the Bible both the old testament and the new testament and so when i say a woman about to give birth in my head i'm not thinking about a physical female human physically giving birth um i'm seeing this spiritually right so to bring this way like full circle to my question that i was asking myself like wait have i given birth already you know so that's it's not it's not spiritual the term the terminology is spiritual like what does giving birth to giving birth mean if you're not physically giving birth right it's maybe an analogy or yeah maybe an analogy so it doesn't have to be spiritual that's what i mean like when i say and i read this but to me to me right personally to me this is spiritual because everything is connected to the spiritual even the analogy aspect of a woman giving birth how am I applying it to me in my context this is a spiritual thing right because it's happening first and then the physical is manifesting after so I wrote it I wrote this I believe this is a message from God to us as a woman about to give birth or has given birth and the baby seems unresponsive there seems to be There seems to be a quote-unquote waiting for life to appear. This period seems long. But after the birth pains, you will deliver your baby and your your baby will live. The Lord will lift you and your baby up. Be vigorous and pray without ceasing be vigorous and pray without ceasing. Just as the Hebrew pregnant Hebrew pregnant women were vigorous and gave birth before the midwives arrived. Whether this was a part of the midwives lie to Pharaoh or not, it gives us a glimpse of the attitude God wants us to have during our trying times. When it seems like the enemy is almost winning, God wants us to be vigorous in brackets, strong, strong full of energy and give birth before in quotes those sent to kill our child arrive. Yes, yeah, so I've written God wants us to be vigorous, strong full of energy and give birth before those sent to kill our child arrive. And then I wrote down um Jesus talking to his disciples tells them about the bathing pains they will stroke are going through and that they should be strong because even though they are grieving his coming death and they will be grieving his death for three days on the third day oh my god jesus actually seemed dead dead jesus was dead in the grave for three days wow this is actually very much connected to the jeremiah awake dream and also like my current reality of like it seems dead it seems like there's no life oh wow okay (laughs) let me continue reading so i wrote down jesus talking to his disciples tells them about the bathing pains they will stroke are going through and that And that they should be strong because even though they are grieving his coming death and they will be grieving his death for three days, on the third day, he will be lifted up. I highlighted this part because it's like the raising. He will be lifted up. He will rise and they will rejoice and praise. Their sorrow will turn into praise. So as a mother has given has birthing pains this i'm still reading what i wrote down right so as a mother has birthing pains and it's uncomfortable and painful during this waiting period she will give birth to her son and the joy is what jesus said in john chapter 16 verse 20 to 22 so as a mother has birthing pains this is jesus so as a mother has birthing pains and it's uncomfortable and painful during this waiting period. She will give birth. Oh wait, no, this is not what Jesus says. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I I was. This is my summary of what Jesus said. And then I, I wrote down the verse before. Okay, below this. Okay, this is my summary. So, as a mother has birthing pains and it's uncomfortable and painful during this waiting period, she will give birth to her son. And the joy she will receive will be so great that she will forget the bathing pains she had. Okay, so Jesus says this in John chapter 16, verse 20, 22. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn for a while. I know, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child, Jesus is still speaking, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. And so I, I say, be and I I continued, be encouraged. God is telling you that joy comes in the morning. Stay strong, humble, and faithful to God, and He will lift you up. What is this gif that I send myself? this is just okay (laughs) this is something else so that is something amazing right because even in jesus's message to his disciples jesus is pointing to himself jesus is the, the 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 disciples are the women giving birth the woman giving birth in this analogy right the disciples are the woman giving birth and jesus is the son being born so right now They are grieving his coming death, right? But Jesus is telling them, just as a woman grieves and is in pain during this period of giving birth, the birth pains, the contractions, the birth pains, right? Even during the the delivery, there's so much pain. But immediately after the child is born, there is joy. So Jesus is saying, right now, It seems bleak, like it seems bad. The situation seems bad, but I but I'm giving you hope and telling you that I will rise from the dead. This is another time Jesus is telling the disciples that he will rise from the dead. He is the Son being born. He is the first fruits of the resurrection. He is the first fruits of the resurrection. He is the first fruits of the new creation, right? This is beautiful. I think I'm just like quote unquote like preached myself right now because <laughs> it started off with me asking myself, hmm, okay, have I am, am I right now on um, what day is it? 23rd September on Saturday in my room right now, literally in my bed am I pregnant or have I already given birth and I feel because looking at what I have been the steps that I have been taking not just like maybe this year or like last, like for a while now (laughs) for a while now it's like I've been experiencing the birth pains and I feel like I have given birth you know like using this analogy or symbolism aspect of a woman giving birth and even my dream I feel like I've given birth and my baby seems dead it's like there's no life and even Uh, this has come to mind like some days ago like a while back hmm? a while back some days ago does that make sense like no some days back yeah i did say that some days back i was like asking god like man like i don't know are you expecting me to like i don't know what you want from me (laughs) like i was telling god like i trust you honestly and you know i trust you But it's like, whoa, there's no life. It's like, it doesn't look that there's life, you know? And so, because I believe that God has been speaking to me about fruitfulness, right? And um, harvesting after obedience. Like, I believe God was telling me, the fruitfulness the harvest will come through my obedience and it's not about works with God it's not like you did this you did this you did this so that's why I'm blessing you God can bless even though God blessed us with Christ and we did not deserve it God blesses even the, the Bible says like rain rain is a blessing and rain falls on land for believers and non-believers, right? It's not like God chooses like, okay, you are a believer and your next door neighbor is not a believer, so I'm only going to send a cloud over your house alone. No. So so it's obvious that God's ways are not my ways. So it's not about if I work, 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 then God will bless, 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 you know. <laughs> but... me specifically during this journey and, and more so like this year God has been telling me there's something I've told you specifically to do and through your obedience you will receive the harvest right it's like Jesus telling the disciples the harvest is large like the harvest is large but there are few workers to work you know Work the field. So, if there are no workers to work the field, who will harvest the harvest? So, it's like God was telling me, "You are a worker. I am sending you into the field to work the field so that you can receive the harvest. You know, so can you, so that you can be part of the harvest. It's like you can enjoy the your harvest, the harvest. So, the working the field is me." Saying that that's obedience. On my end, and so it's not like I've been saying, okay, so today I've done this, so I've obeyed God. So that no, it's not that. Sometimes I do feel like I'm lazy, so I, I I judge myself and condemn myself on those aspects sometimes, but again, God just wants me to dust, you know, pick myself up, dust off like a knee and continue walking. When I fall, he lifts me up. Jesus says that um what does Jesus say? Jesus says Uh even though you fall you will not you will not crumble. I I have forgotten that verse but it's it's insinuating like insinuating it's like it's like pointing to how we are still human beings with fleshly bodies in this side of the of the heavens <laughs> under the sun on this earth and because of that we will have temptations and some of us will fall into temptations most of us actually all of us we are not god so all of us will one time or another fall into a temptation maybe speak ill of somebody or um think ill of somebody lie anything all these are temptations right so in one way or another we will fall short but because we are in christ we will not fall and die like it's not the end for us when we fall we are lifted we are lifted God lifts us back up right so even when I condemn myself which I do have those moments sometimes I also remember I think the Holy Spirit also reminding me okay Nanini, dust yourself back up pick yourself back up let's continue walking you know let's continue because god says he he forgives us and doesn't remember our sins anymore as far as the east is from the west that's how far he 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 um distances if i can use that word himself from our sin meaning like when he sees us he sees the righteousness of christ jesus he doesn't see us as sinners Those who are in Christ, we are covered by Christ's righteousness. So even as in my walk, in this obedience walk that I have been trying to do, um, trying to be faithful in, I have fallen countless of times, right? Um, Even delaying obedience to me is disobedience and i think it's not i think i had that somewhere even um what what did i say delaying obedience even um yeah i'll just use that term even delaying the de- delaying when i postpone like oh god has told me to do this now but i'll do this later, later later even that is disobedience right but eventually god because God is not like mankind. I can judge myself based on, okay, I've fallen like 10 times. I've fallen like 100 times, right? And I I judge myself and I label myself based on the number of times I've fallen. I label myself a failure. But if I pick myself up again and I'm on this streak of like not falling, right? I'm on the straight path as a human being, I still look back at my faults, you know, but then if God has not labeled me a failure, he came to die for sinners, and he calls us saints now, he's not labeling us, if I don't take off that sin label on my forehead, like, or that failure label on my forehead that God doesn't see me as, I'll see myself as a failure, but God sees myself, dif- God sees me different. So it's about changing, putting on God's glasses, if I can say that, seeing myself as God sees me, seeing others as God sees them, right? That's the renewing of the mind that the Holy Spirit does, because if God God calls us saints but then I'm calling myself I'm still calling myself a sinner the label the label like I'm labeling myself what's your name I'm a sinner I'm not a saint I'm a sinner I don't I don't deserve to be a saint but God tells me it's not that you deserve it that it's a free gift accept it receive it right so, yes, I have fallen a couple of times in my disobedience, in my obedience, in my obedience journey. Oh, yeah, even disobedience is... Ah, okay. I wanted to remember that phrase people say, but okay. So, um, even though I've fallen a couple of times in this obedience journey, I still think that the work that I have if I, when looking back right now whatever I have built and to to be honest I can see what I have built but others might not see that's why I'm not relying on other people's vision I'm not relying on what others call me I'm not relying on what others perception of me is you know what I'm not relying on their perception of me I'm not taking their labels of me and labeling myself that. I am choosing God's label of me. I'm choosing to see myself how God sees me. That's why I'm giving myself grace. Because God has given me grace. Right? So I do believe that I have... I have I have walked this journey. It's not the end, of course, because I'm not dead. But I do believe that I have been obedient to my the best of my ability. I have been obedient, and that's why I'm saying, "Am I preg? I have. I was asking myself, "Am I pregnant, or have I already given birth? If I am pregnant, that means I'm still in the obedience journey, and I'm about to." Um, Receive the harvest to give birth but if I've given birth that means I am past the obedience, doesn't mean I'm not going to continue obeying but that means I am past the journey state, the wilderness state and I'm entering into the promised land, that means I have entered I have possessed the land or I am possessing the land I have given birth to my child and I think that's where I am because I was that is what I've even gone with all these rounds of <laughs> how God sees me, how God because even Jesus asks his disciples, if there are two brothers, one father tells one son, the two sons, huh? and the father tells son A, go into the field and do ABCD. And son A says, Okay, Dad, I will. But then he eventually doesn't do it. And then, God, and then the father tells son B, go into the field and do A, B, C, D. Son B says, no, I'm not going to do it. But then later on changes his mind and goes to do it. Jesus asks his disciples, who among them obeyed? You see the obedience journey? Who among them obeyed? And they, the disciples say, it's the son B, the one who said no, but eventually did it. So Jesus says, like, yeah. So even though the son B fell, quote-unquote fell, the disobeying part, he started with disobedience, but then later on went on the straight path and obeyed. That's how God sees him. God sees him as the son who obeyed. God doesn't see him as a disobedient stroke, obedient son. No, God says, you are the one who obeyed. So that's, that's what I'm saying like God doesn't see us how we see ourselves. God sees that son as an obedient son even though in the beginning he didn't he didn't start off as obedient. That's why even Jesus tells the Pharisees the, the prostitutes and the tax collectors these people who you think are 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 um are lesser than you and are worthless. According to the society, they—they they are the ones who are going to enter the kingdom because they have obeyed. They started off disobeying, cheating of people's taxes, um, sleeping and um, with with many men and women. Like their life didn't seem perfect at first, but when they heard the truth. And they chose to follow the truth. Even if it's later. They chose to follow the truth. Like what I got later to you guys. Now they are walking on the straight path. They will enter the kingdom. But you who think that you've done things perfectly. But your hearts. Your hearts are filled with darkness and hate. For your fellow brothers and sisters. For your fellow neighbors. But on the outside you look so clean. But on the inside, you're filled with hate. You're the ones who will be outside gnashing your teeth and crying for me to open the gates for you. So you see how Jesus views life is so different than how we view life. God telling um, this prophet, God doesn't, when he goes to King David's home to choose a king, I think it's Samuel, God tells Samuel, don't look at the outside appearance God doesn't judge the outside appearance God judges the heart because mankind judges the outside appearance but God is not man so that's what I'm saying because I felt like a condemnation thing starting to rile up in me right now and then I was like no even though I've fallen in this obedience I've not been perfect in my obedience journey with God but event but i have ended like i chose god i chose god right i think there's even a verse that says a righteous man falls seven times but something uh, what should i google let me see a righteous man falls seven times A righteous man falls seven times. Um, for a which, which verse Proverbs chapter twenty four verse sixteen, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. You see, it doesn't mean that the quote unquote righteous man by quote unquote I mean like it's not I don't even I mean actually mean the opposite of the quote unquote thing (laughs) because when God calls us righteous those who are in Christ it's not because we are perfect that's what I mean by quote unquote I don't mean perfect because we are humanly perfect or societally perfect but in God's eyes we are because we are righteous because not because of our own works because of what Christ did for us because of Christ's work that we are perfect because we are leaning on his finished work that God sees us as righteous and as perfect and we will fall Proverbs tells us a righteous man will fall even seven times because I think seven was like a maximum number to them. It's like, it's seven is like, not at the largest number they knew, but it's, it symbolized like a lot, like a huge number, right? Because even Peter asking Jesus, how many times should we forgive somebody who has wronged us? And Jesus says, seven times, seven times, like, you know? So seven Ooh, that's a lot times seven like infinity you see so a righteous man will fall even seven times but he will rise again but the wicked will fall by calamity you see so even though I was judging myself with my journey my obedience journey and I was like ish I am that son Who said no at first and who, I didn't say no verbally, but my actions showed disobedience, like I was slow to obey, you know? But then eventually I have obeyed, even though it's hard. It's not like a perfect streak of obedience, also. So it's a I'm rising, I'm falling, (laughs) I'm rising, I'm walking on the straight path of obedience, and then I disobey, and then I go back, I rise up again. This seven times thing, right? So, I think I'm talking about all this because in my head, I was um, seeing myself like, Ish, have you really obeyed God? Like, June, seriously think about your, God has been telling you to do this and this and this, and now's the time you're doing it. You see, it's like that. Your father told you to go to the field and work? You said no to him to his face? to his face it's like this prodigal son the prodigal son to the face of his father he asks for his inheritance that's like before his father's he before his father his father i mean asking for your father's in for your for your inheritance from your father before he's dead that's like spitting on his face that's like him saying to me you're already dead to me you are already dead so just give give me my inheritance now so that's like spitting on your father's face so a son who like told quote unquote spit on his father's face asking for his inheritance and he was given inheritance and he lived this quote unquote perverse life which is perverse but I'm saying I'm using the quotes because there are people who think they're better than everybody because of how perfect their life is But that's not how God sees us, you know? Um, Anyway, so this son, actually, that's what the the brother did. The brother saw his life as better than the prodigal brother, like the wayward brother's life, because he did everything, quote-unquote, perfect, which is a good thing to obey. You know, I'm not... I'm not saying obedience is bad, but when I, when when I obey and use my works to judge other people, that is what is wrong. You know, because of the works that I have done, then I deserve. That is wrong. But you see, this prodigal son, even after doing all this, spitting on his father, spitting on his father's face, and then going to do all these and um, perverse things, and then it hits him like oh my goodness I am eating rubbish I am suffering right now when I can go and live as a servant in my father's house and live an even better life than what I have now so he chooses to repent and turn and goes back home and his father even without him hearing and I, I, I am sorry or father you are right I was wrong his way like anamona from far right and he goes running towards his son see how jesus says he will leave the 99 and go after the one ah amazing so this father runs towards his son hugs his son kisses his son and asks the son is starting now to say like okay you know i'm sorry and the, the, the father is not even acknowledging like he's like you know what you're alive servants Clothe him, clothe him, give him sandals. Then he sacrifice the fattest calf. Today we are having a feast. This is the same thing Jesus says with the prostitutes and the, and, the, and the tax collectors and all these other misfits in the society who eventually turn to God. Jesus says, sacrifice the fattest calf today we are having a feast clothe them with righteousness today we are having a feast so that's what I I think the Holy Spirit is reminding me that is what is happening right now to me Nanini you have fallen but you're, I have picked you back up and we are walking we are still on this path straight path and you remember you are clothed with righteousness remember you are going to remember you are communing with God you're, the fattest calf has been killed Jesus has already died on the cross, you know, and you're, you're, you're communing on the same table with Christ Jesus on a daily. You're in his presence, right? Meaning he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you need to understand even mentally what Christ did for you. So that when condemnation comes and the lies of the devil comes, when the slithering serpent comes to lie to you, you'll be like, no, it is written. I will never leave you nor forsake you. It is written that Christ's righteousness has covered me. It is written that I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So no, matter, it is written that a righteous man will fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. So I am not... Dining on the same table with demons. No, I am dining on the same table with Christ Jesus, right? So, He has given me the grace. So, that's what I'm saying. Right now, things seem bleak. I keep using this word, bleak. (laughs) Things seem off. Things seem. It seems dead. The child that I have given birth to looks dead. He's not breathing. But from what um, I believe God told me to do in my dream, what I did in my dream, I prayed over my child. I spoke life over my child. It's about speaking what is written. Over your child, when the when the serpent, when the lion and his claws, when the dragon and his and his jaws, when the tsunami. hi it's october 2nd so um that recording cut off at that point i didn't realize i had recorded an entire for an entire like hour plus an hour plus and i realized after finishing ending the recording that half of it had like disappeared uh Either disappeared or had not recorded. Most probably it had not recorded. So, yeah. So I was like, okay. So, fine. So I've decided to at least finalize the recording. I wasn't intending on actually publishing that episode, that recording, after recording it. While recording it, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I'll publish it, but. Afterwards, I was like, ugh, I don't know. But then now, I finally got, like, the title. I finally got in the title for t- this episode in my recording after I'm um, losing that last one. And then remaining with that that previous recording that I, I just ended playing. So, I titled it Peace. Because after um after recording it i felt peace i felt at peace so i just titled it peace but then i was like no if this is going to be a recording i I don't think peace is the recording that is a is the title i want to, to title that recording so the title is bold boldness be bold anything surrounding boldness So it's either going to be be bold or just bold or boldness. But I'm leaning towards be bold. Because from the moment I wrote that down, be bold, it's like every single clip or video or anything I watch, that's the word that keeps on being highlighted by whoever is speaking. Be bold boldness be bold boldness bold bold and i'm like okay god i hear you (laughs) okay boldness so i kept on um remembering okay that's supposed to be an episode but then after now listening back to this episode um up to that point where i talked about like uh, when the devil is attacking like and i mentioned In my head, I had Revelation twelve in mind when I was talking about the dragon and the tsunami and um the serpent attacking. By the time that when that ended there, I was like, okay. Yes, after listening to the episode, I've I've seen that boldness is the perfect title. Like be bold. This boldness topic is the perfect title for this episode. Um, I'm still recording at night. So for that recording, I recorded early in the morning. So that's why I was also whispering. (laughs) And this recording, I'm recording at night. At nine. And um, it's really quiet outside in the house. So I don't want to shout or be hard recording. So hence why I'm whispering. (coughs) Should do better, honestly, by picking the right moment to record. But anyway, anyway. So let me just um. So that recording was twenty third September, right? Today it's second October. So let me just finish, like finalize the recording. So I was talking about when when I feel. Like, I'm starting to condemn myself. And and the devil, the dragon, the serpent, all these names. The saturn, like the tsunami attacks. Because in Revelation, um, let me just read Revelation 12. Revelation 12. It's even tied to this boldness topic. Revelation 12. Let me read from verse 1. Oh, it's tied to boldness, but it's also tied to the, the child and the, the child that is being born and the woman giving birth. Right? Okay. So, Revelation 12. <clears throat> a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and... Oh, with... Okay. What? A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with a sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. Full stop. Okay. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. An enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child in quotes will rule all the nations with an iron scepter and her child was snatched up to god and to his throne the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by god where she might be taken care of for a thousand two hundred and sixty days then war broke out in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels Back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who led, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, "Now have come the salvation and the power." In the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been held down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. This is the boldness, right? They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and... By the word of their testimony, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They were bold. Okay. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows he that his time is short. So I mentioned the 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 not the nini, um the tsunami because we see the dragon spew water from its mouth. Verse thirteen When the dragon saw that he had been held to the earth he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for a time, times and half a time, out of the serpent's reach. Then, from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with a torrent. But... The earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. Those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus So I'm seeing, one, it's like the dream I had about this woman, myself, giving birth to a child. But in my dream, my child seemed dead. And I'm seeing that with Jesus as well. Like I mentioned how Jesus tells his disciples, you are this woman who is about to give birth to the son, to the son of the promise. You are the woman who is about to give birth, right? And you're experiencing child you need labor pains right now you're grieving you're in pain because I'm going to die but guess what that is the process that's supposed to happen because you see how Jesus died and for three days his body was in the grave so it's like the disciples gave quote unquote like the the woman giving birth right They gave birth, but then their child looked like he was dead. I'm supposed to give birth to a child who is alive, but the child seems dead. He looks dead. He is dead. But in my dream, I pray. I speak life over my child. I fight by praying. Right? And as I am praying in that same dream, um, in the dream, there are, I don't know if I should call them unclean spirits, but the word just demons is coming to mind because I've just read here that the devil has his, the dragon has his minions, fallen angels, right? So these demons are outside the delivery room. It's like outside the door. They're trying to get in and take child but inside the delivery room and around the delivery room are angels so the more I pray the the angels it's like the angels are fighting the demons I don't know how to explain but that's how that's what I saw right so as I was praying the angels were fighting it's like how how Moses was I don't know if he was told to lift up his hands or he just decided to lift up his hands as a symbol of something. But while Joshua and the army of the Israelites were fighting and Moses was somewhere up in the hill and Aaron was on one side of his arm and another person was help, was holding Moses' arm on the other side. And if Moses' arm went down, the Israelites lost. But if Moses' arms were held up, or if he could hold Nini, the Israelites won. That's the time the sun stood still. So my point is, it's like in my prayer, the more I prayed, the, not even the more I prayed, as I prayed, yeah, as, as Moses' arms were up, as I prayed, as I prayed, the angels fought right so that's what has come to mind when it comes to like the relation so anyway so Jesus seems dead but we are told that his body is dead but he is made alive in the spirit right and where does he go into Hades right excuse me I'm yawning so Jesus goes to the devil's HQ to show him you thought you killed me but I'm alive right and then he rises up from the dead so this child who was born but then seemed dead he rose just like in my dream my child seemed dead but then God raised him from the dead. Jeremiah means Yahweh will raise. That's literally the name for the child in the dream. So I, right now, while I was listening back to this recording before pressing record, this verse came to mind, Revelation chapter 12. I was like, wait, this actually points to the dragon fighting and condemning me because we are told the one who um accused the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our god that is a condemnation day and night has been held down you see the holy spirit reminding me of what judgment is the prince of the world has already been judged has already been condemned so this is beautiful um to also wrap this up i wrote down something While I was listening to the recording, before pressing record, and with the title, Be Bold, what came to mind was, Be Strong and Courageous, what God tells Joshua, Be Strong and Courageous. And I was like, okay, I think I should read Joshua chapter 1, because that's that's what came to mind, Be Strong and Courageous. So Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then. Wait, does this apply to like the child looking dead? I think so. Before I continue reading, cuz I already I I already I, um I already know what God is going to tell Joshua. So let me think through, with my dream, I am pregnant and then I'm giving like, okay, of course I'm giving birth because I was pregnant, I'm pregnant. So with a pregnancy comes birth delivery time and after I've delivered, my child seems dead. Now with the Israelites, they're literally outside Canaan. They're about to enter the promised land. But their leader has died. I don't know if there's a connection there around like pulling strings. Like maybe I'm like, (laughs) this is far maybe. But like, you know. So to them, they're like, gosh, okay. Moses has been with us from Egypt. And now, uh, like we can't, like... You know, the, uh, our hope is, looks like the one who is an intermediary between us and God. The one who speaks to God on our behalf. The one who tells us what God wants us to do is now dead. So things don't look that good for the Israelites right this moment. But then God raises up, if I can use that term, God raises up a leader right so okay after the death of moses the servant of the lord the lord said to joshua son of Nun, moses aid moses my servant is dead now then you and all these people get ready to cross the jordan river into the land i am about to give to them to the israelites i will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses you, okay let me just pause for a minute the, the the way I started this recording was asking myself am I in the process where I'm like pregnant with God's vision for my life or even a part of God's vision for, like, am I in that place where I'm pregnant or am I giving birth or have I already given birth right because the giving birth is the possessing of the land is the giving birth to the son of the promise is the fruitfulness it's the harvest it's receiving God's blessings that's the giving birth so God is telling the Israelites okay God is telling Joshua i am about to give you the land so right now it's like they're pregnant they they're going they're experiencing child pains child labor pains yeah right now they're experiencing labor pains okay so god is saying i will give you every place where you set your foot as i promised moses your territory will extend from the ze- from the desert to lebanon and from the great river the euphrates All the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. I'll start counting. That's the first time God tells Joshua be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people To inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Number two. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. That you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. That's the third time. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. A.k.a. be bold. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God Will be with you wherever you go I remember that the other dream I had where God told me June June listen put down your phone just put down your phone and get up I'm literally remembering my I'm saying this off head <laughs> I can remember so it says June June listen just put down your phone just put down your phone and get up so I put down my phone and I got up then I had see that table in front of you um and God gave me specific measurements for the table like that specific table see that specific table with this high this height and this length and this width and all these measurements stand go and stand in front of it and lift it up And so I went and stood in front of the table and lifted it up. And to my surprise, (laughs) it's like I'm reading from somewhere, but I'm remembering what I wrote down. To my surprise, I could so easily lift up the table, right? So effortlessly. And then God said in my dream, this is to show you that I will be with you. Right? I've read God telling Joshua, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then I remembered God telling me. This is to show you. I will be with you. Put your trust in me. And I will guide and strengthen you. So I was very confident. And I'm still very confident. That that was God speaking to me in my dream. And it was about a table. And the last episode. I've it the, the table. But that was about communion. But my point is like god's ways are not my ways the way he thinks the way he communicates he already knows the beginning from the end so of course these things seem like they're connected because they are one way or another i don't know the full picture i can't see the full picture now but he does god is telling joshua do not be afraid (coughs) do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people. Go through the camp and tell the people. Get your provisions ready. Get ready. Prepare. Get your provisions ready. Three days from now. Ugh, this reminds reminding me of Jesus. Jesus' resurrection. So the Israelites entered and took possession of the land after three days. The child, it's like the child rose on the third day, or the third hour. I don't know. I'm just using three as a, as like the constant thing. Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan. Here to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And then I'm going to scroll way down when the Israelites tell um, Joshua verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only, may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Whoever re- rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you, whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them, we will put we will, will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So the fourth time the Israelites are telling Joshua what God told him, be strong and courageous. So I wanted to read this chapter because the title, Be Bold, it literally brought me to Joshua, God telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. And I don't know if I should read Jeremiah chapter 1, when God is appointing Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Because anyway, this child in this dream is called Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. The words, I don't know if I'll read all of chapter 1, but anyway. Jeremiah chapter 1. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon. King of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. Okay, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So this is like the child in the womb, right? God is saying before I even formed you in that womb I knew you so right now I'm reading this with my dream in mind before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nations alas sovereign Lord I said this is Jeremiah I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you. You see, Jeremiah is told to be bold. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Wow. Then the Lord... Ate, I had, should I read the rest? Let me read D, verse 11. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down to destroy and overthrow to build and to plant yeah that's what I'm going to that's how I'm going to end it so Jeremiah Jeremiah the child that has been born but things look dead God is saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So the way I'm understanding this, right? So the dream is like symbolism of whatever is happening in the spiritual and whatever will happen in the physical or is happening in the natural stroke physical. And how I understand it is God is saying whatever vision I have given you, whatever land I want you to to possess, whatever, whatever, um, whatever dream that I gave you, whatever fruit that you're supposed to bear, whatever blessing that you're supposed to receive, right? All this is the same thing right to me points to the same thing so that thing that I have given you I or before you were born right it was already yours before you were born it was already appointed to you before you were born it was set apart for you So that's beautiful to know that even though things don't seem alive right now. One, God spoke to Jeremiah way before he spoke to me (laughs) because I wasn't born yet. But my point is, even before God spoke to me in the dream, like it's like he was preparing me. For what was to come, like Nanini, when you're going to give birth to this child, to this dream, to this vision, to this blessing, to this fruit, it will seem as though it's dead. It's like the tree has matured, but it doesn't seem to bear fruit yet. But God is saying, no, Jeremiah will raise... Jeremiah will rise. Not raise. (laughs) Jeremiah will rise. Because Yahweh is the one who will raise Jeremiah. Whatever seems dead will be raised to life. Just like the sun. Just like salvation. The sun. Revelation chapter 12 (laughs) was born and from how it played out for three days the son seemed dead the boy seemed dead the son of the promise but on the third day he rose from the dead defeating the dragon the the ancient serpent right So that's, I'm supposed to be bold. I'm supposed to be bold in my prayer right now while I'm praying for life. For Jeremiah, I'm supposed to be bold in the steps that I'm taking towards what God is guiding me to. Towards the journey of obedience that God is guiding me on. I'm supposed to walk boldly. Even when the devil starts condemning me or even reminding me of something that i've actually done it's not like he's lying like i did i did something and i didn't No. it's usually he's just pointing out nanini look you're not worthy because you have disobeyed you're not worth because you have like sinned even after knowing the truth that jesus died for you you're still sinning you see, you're not worthy of this promise. You're not worthy of giving birth to this child. You're not deserving. Those are the lies that we're supposed to bring. Come today's verse. Let me see if I can. Today's verse is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, even though the devil is pointing out the truth about my my um unworthiness of the gift that God is giving me, God is telling me, "Remember, it's not about your works. It's not like you you deserve. Remember, God already planned this before even you were born." Before even you did quote unquote the right thing, so it's not about your works. It's about God's grace. It's about God's grace. The moment you chose to put your faith in Christ's finished works on the cross, then you are clothed. You are like the prodigal son. You are clothed. The moment you decided to turn to turn back and repent you are already forgiven the blood of Christ covered you and redeemed you from death you were redeemed from death you are like this child that was raised back to life You are redeemed from death. You were meant to die. But Christ saved you. So remember that. Remember that you are alive because, not because of your own works, not because you rose yourself from the dead, but because Christ redeemed you. And it's because of his finished works on the cross that covers you, that makes you worthy. Even we are told to walk boldly into the throne of God. Cindy, let me Google and see if I send myself a. Let me search bold. I'm sure there's a. I came across a verse. I had to send myself Kitambo. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. Perfect. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse twelve. 13 wait what's today's Bible verse Second Corinthians chapter 10 okay Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12 to 13 therefore since we have such a hope we are very bold oh okay this is another verse we are very bold we are not like Moses who would put a veil on his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing his okay now that's not the verse I'm looking for but that's nice that it's pointing to being bold. These are we uh, we have we are bold to enter. Oh wow. Is this not it? Okay, so let me just quote it off head where we are told we can boldly enter God's presence. We can boldly enter God's presence. Because of what Christ did. He is the last sacrifice that accomplished everything that needed to be accomplished. He is the the high priest that is interceding for us forever after just offering that one offering, that one sacrifice. There is no other sacrifice needed. Like it is finished. Christ said it is finished. So the Holy Spirit is reminding me, Nanini, whenever that accuser starts coming to speak these condemning words, whether they are true or not, to me, mostly they are true. He's like reminding me of my failures. So even when he comes to remind you of what you have done in your past, whether it's 10 years ago, or five years ago, or five months ago, or five minutes ago, and your heart is repentant and you have turned to Christ, then remember that those sins were crucified on the cross. You died with Christ and you resurrected with Christ. You rose with Christ. And God's words will not return back to him void. You know his voice. You are his sheep. You know his voice. And he has spoken to you and promised you promised land. He has promised you that you will enter. You will possess the land. That you will bear fruit. You will be a fruitful tree. Right? That you will possess the tree of life. You can eat off of the tree of life. You can consume the tree of life. So that's what the Holy Spirit is telling me be bold be bold and I know how like this applies in so many other areas in my life right now like at this very moment be bold God is telling me to be bold right now it's a battle my child has not yet risen from um, I'm I'm like the disciples waiting for Jesus to rise from the dead. I'm at that moment where it seems dark. I'm at that moment where <clears throat> my child is not breathing. My child is not crying. Right? So that's where I am right now. So God is telling me to fight with boldness to come to his throne, presence with bold to ask. With boldness. To pray without ceasing. With boldness. To testify about Christ. The testimony of Christ. With boldness. Right? Even today's verse. To demolish the arguments. that That set themselves up. Against the knowledge of Christ. With boldness, to take captive every thought, and make it obedient to Christ, I am supposed to be bold. I think that's it. <clears throat> One, I am. I'm tired with of whispering, <laughs> and I think I said everything right that I that I meant to say. Um <sighs> so yeah, that's it. I'm meant to be pulled. so even going back with my question, I do believe I have given birth, I do believe I have I am I am I have walked the obedience journey not perfectly. I have fallen. The righteous would fall seven times, but will raise again Cindy. What does that verse say? The righteous falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked will fall by calamity. So I have fallen countless of times. But I am righteous. I'm not using that as a crutch or like taking Christ's death for granted. And I'm just sinning because I can't know. But I am aware that f- the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. This is what Jesus said on the, even though he, he didn't sin, but I am not Jesus. <sighs> the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And the Holy Spirit, who is building my spiritual house brick by brick, is aware of my faults. He's aware. So even when the accuser comes to accuse, God is already aware and he has already covered me. He has covered my nakedness. I'm already covered. My nakedness is covered. The devil wants me to be ashamed of my nakedness. But I am already covered. Right? So not unless I strip myself off of the garment and the robe that I've been clothed with, not unless like I deny Christ completely, then I'm like worse off, right? But if I have faith that I've been clothed with Christ's righteousness, and I know for a fact that He is speaking to me, and I know His voice. And I'm a member of His body. And he has promised that whoever is, has been brought to him by the father, he will not lose anyone. He'll not lose any of his sheep. So I'm confident that I am in Christ. Sharing in the one body, the one loaf. And that I will be fruitful. Jesus says, abide in me. About the vine. Can I just jump to that really quickly? John chapter what 14? What was it? John chapter 10? John. Bible up in Updates and it's like lagging somehow. John. Why is it not pressing? John chapter 10. Is it this one? The vine? No, this is my sheep the sheep um. okay it's John chapter 15 very I am the vine I wanted to say very truly I tell you <laughs> John chapter 15 I am the true vine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's what I'm saying. I know I am confident that I'm in Christ, that I'm in the vine. I'm the branch attached to the vine. So I will bear fruit at God's perfect time. Right? I believe that my child will live. That's what I'm saying. I believe that God's word will not return back to him void. It will accomplish whatever task it has been sent to accomplish. And God has God's words. I have received God's word. Right. God has specifically spoken to me and has promised me the harvest and so I am I'm holding on like I believe I believe God's word and I'm waiting for it to to manifest in my life so that's it thank you God for speaking thank you God for also speaking in advance you know because it helps me like i am so confident in the god that i serve even more because when things happen to me i can look back and say oh wait god already spoke to me about this even though at that time when he speaks i'm not sure a hundred percent i don't know how everything will, will unravel right because even in this dream, I was thinking, oh, maybe God is asking me to pray for another woman in real life. You know, to join in prayer. Or maybe God is telling me that this is something that will happen physically to you in the future. And then later, that's when like the mystery is, and if I can call it a Because it is in a mystery. God speaks in riddles and dreams. So... Later the mystery is unraveled and I'm like, yo, this is exact I'm living out exactly the dream that I had. And so I'm confident and and I can now boldly continue living, knowing that God has already been in this future, my current present, which was my future at the time. So God has already been in my future and He has He's telling me that There's a way out. Just be bold. Be strong and courageous. Fight through this in in prayer, believing that I will give life to whatever it is that seems dead. Ah, So thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love, your joy, your peace, Your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. You're faithful. This is proof that you are faithful. Thank you for self-control. Thank you because you're a God who bears fruit. You're a God who is fruitful. You're so creative. You're his life you are life so thank you god for the gift of life it's in jesus name i pray trust in and believing amen thank you so much for listening to this week's episode hopefully you'll be joining me every tuesday for new episodes of the trying podcast stay safe guys bye